0: Hi, Uh, first off, this is not this week's episode. There is still a full official episode coming out on Wednesday, but this is something a little different. We like to put out the best episodes we can and tell the most compelling stories that we can. Sometimes planning goes well and sometimes there are hiccups. This story is one of those hiccups. Basically, I misjudged the amount of story I had left. I took several characters swearing vengeance and hundreds of pages to mean that we would have several characters getting vengeance over the course of hundreds of pages. That was not the case. Basically, there are so many different versions of the story, but when it comes down to it, there are two big ones. The one that everyone seems to reference, but I can't find a single written source on, and the one that follows similar beats as the one that everybody references, but has expert translated authoritative versions because I like to tell the actual stories, I went with a detailed one brought to us by experts. And in that, we were basically done with the story last week. But I left you all hanging last week. Well, today, we're going to finish up the story in a short supplemental. And then on Wednesday, we're going to have an all-new episode. It'll be a smattering of stories from Greek mythology, and it's a lot of fun. But I didn't feel like I could just jump to it without wrapping up the legend of the white snake. So, without further elaboration, we'll jump right in. If you remember... Lady Bai was an ageless snake demon who wanted to make things right with the guy who helped her in a past life. She married Su Xian, that guy's current incarnation, and they had a child together. She was hunted down by Fahai, the monk from the Golden Mountain Monastery, and at the end of last week's show, Blue, the snake demon friend of Lady Bai, took the child to safety while the monk trapped Lady Bai in a bowl and imprisoned her under a tower. Xian, weeping for his wife, decided to take action and, cutting off his hair, went to become a monk himself. Okay, wasn't he taken away by the blue snake right before that sinister-looking monk guy trapped Lady Bai? Xian's cop brother in law asked when he saw Meng Zhao, Lady Bai and Xian's infant son, rocking back and forth. Yep, said Mrs. Li, Xian's sister. And now he's here and lives with us? Yep, Mrs. Li nodded. Any explanation on that, or are we just going to go with it? Uh, just go with it, I guess, Mrs. Li said, and scooped the baby up. Xiana disappeared out of his window after the baby's mother had been scooped up by a magical bowl and imprisoned under a tower. The sister and her husband now had full custody of their baby, who they would raise alongside their own, the children whose marriage they had arranged. You see, Mrs. Li and her husband really didn't think it through because while they raised Meng Zhao under the impression that they were his biological parents, they didn't change his surname from Xu. So when he was a teenager, he confronted them about it, and surprise, they didn't have an explanation. They told him he was adopted, and eventually revealed the truth about his mother, that she was a nearly two millennia old snake demon who was imprisoned under the Thunder Peak Pagoda. Like any good angsty teen, Meng Zhao swore eternal vengeance against the monk, Fahai, and went off to speak to his mother. And Lady Bai, after 15 years of time out to think about what she had done, told him that she didn't harbor any ill will against Fahai, and had used this time to work on self-cultivation. She urged Meng Zhao to do the same, but the boy couldn't get over the fact that the monk had taken his mother away from him. He's still burned with hatred, and to use that hatred to, well, do really well on his examinations, and rise really high in the government. He grew into a famously intelligent and accomplished man, but there was someone out there who also swore vengeance on Fahai. Blue, after she fled, Blue spent years creating weapons that would take down Fahai and his monks. And rising from the water in the river outside of the Golden Mountain Monastery, seeing Fahai, the object of her hatred, standing there flanked by his monks, she knew that it was time for everything to end. She was going to rescue Lady Bai and, it, wait, Xian. What was Xian doing here? The bald, monk Xian smiled and waved. Oh, hi, Blue. He was a monk now. Blue stood gripping the knives, the ones she had poured all of her hate and magic into, and okay, yeah, she saw that, but what? Xian nodded. Yeah, he became a monk, and who did he run into but Fahai? And after a long talk, he realized that Fahai was right to imprison his wife and destroy his family. He just wanted everyone to stop being so evil all the time. And as Xi'an had been inadvertently harmed by the demon's evil on more than one occasion like most of his adult life he could get behind that goal. So he was a monk at the Golden Mountain Monastery now. Blue couldn't believe this. Meng Zhao had become a government official. And Xi'an was a monk. She was the only one who was going to stand up for Lady Bai. She gripped her knives. It was time. She threw them at Fahai, who swatted all of them down into the river. Blue stood there. Ah, okay, well, those took her seven years. And that was when she felt the lasso. Yeah, he has a demon-binding cord now, Shion remarked. And as Blue felt the cord closing in on her, forcing a transition to her original snake form, she cursed Fahai's name. Just then, a kind of literal deus ex machina came down in the form of a bodhisattva who told Fahai to cool it before he killed Blue. She was good at heart. She just needed some time to reflect, meditate, and work on self-cultivation to annihilate her sins. She, like her master, would be released when she reached a certain point. And she was. Everyone was. Meng Zhao petitioned the emperor who said that the magical snake demon had to serve her time, despite that being well out of his jurisdiction, and Meng Zhao accepted that. After 20 plus years, Lady Bai was deemed to have done enough, and she was permitted to leave. She rode to heaven, on the same uber pool cloud as Fahai, apparently, and she became immortal, as was promised in the beginning. Blue took a few more years, but she, too, was allowed to travel to heaven, and live as an immortal, Su Xiang continued on the path to enlightenment, and eventually achieved it, becoming a Buddha himself. Meng Zhao married his cousin, the one who, until he was a teenager, he thought was a sister, and together they had four boys. He became a governor, and he and his wife lived in harmony, until they both died. It's said that, from generation to generation, the family produced high officials for the government, and that, For all eternity, the result of the union of Lady Bai and Xian, their love story that spanned nearly 1800 years, would produce great men. So yeah, that's it, that's the rest of the story. As I said, there are many different versions of this, but in the later ones, the writers are way more sympathetic to Lady Bai, turning her into something of an anti-hero. I did read that, in the earliest versions, Fahai was the hero and the protagonist. He was the brave, uncompromising monk who beat and imprisoned the demon. Over time, the authors are far more forgiving of Lady Bai, almost casting Fahai in an evil light, despite him doing things fairly by the book. There are even versions that go one step further, where Frahai was like an evil, jealous turtle creature that, through meditation and self-cultivation, can take human form. So even though he's technically a monk, he's really just a jealous, evil turtle monk. So we can all like the snake demon guilt-free. If you're wondering why I didn't tell that story, because what fits better with this podcast than a tiny, evil turtle monk? Well, I couldn't find the actual version of that story anywhere. Only discussions of it. Even this version, for as much as Lady Bai is the protagonist, it snaps back, hard, with Lady Bai being the demon, and Fahai being the good monk in the end. In some ways, I kind of like how everyone just decided to stop fighting, and be their best selves. But unfortunately, the rest of the story doesn't make for a very full episode. Wednesday, not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday in like one or two days, it's a fun standalone Greek mythology episode, where we're telling a bunch of smaller stories like the Greek story of the Great Flood, and the story of Pandora's Box, where, if you're not familiar with the story of Pandora's Box and its attitude toward gender, it's an interesting story. Before wrapping up, I have to mention that the Myths and Legends store is back up with new stuff just in time for the holidays. So check it out. You can go to mythpodcast.com slash store or just follow the link in the show notes. Once again, that's mythpodcast.com slash store. Myths and Legends is by Jason and Carissa Weiser. Our theme song is by the band Broke for Free, and there are links to other music in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you later on this week.